back on the program. It's been a very busy day and another busy component of it right now. Some, I think, pretty big political news here in Springfield. As uh, one of the more vocal and visible members of the Springfield City Council makes an important decision about her immediate political future, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo is live with us this afternoon. Alderwoman, thanks for the time. Great to have you here. Oh, thank you, Jim. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you made the announcement uh, to your constituents on Facebook earlier today, but let everybody else know what you have decided regarding next year's city elections. I have decided that I will not be seeking re-election for Ward 6 Alderwoman or any other office for next year. I got to admit, I'm surprised by this. You seem, uh, you have uh, always really enjoyed the job of Alderwoman. You have been obviously very active, very vocal, very passionate about it. Uh, How did you come to this decision and why? I, I think a lot of people are surprised, quite frankly, and I'm surprised people are so surprised. Um... You know, I spent, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I considered a run for mayor. Um, and the timing just wasn't right for me and for my son. Uh, I am a single mom. And the juggling that goes on with being a full-time older person as well as having a full-time job and also having a child is extremely difficult. And, you know, we just got to the point where we sat down and had a conversation about everything and I decided that it was time for me to take a, sit, a step back for now. Yeah, when you uh, said that you had even considered a run for mayor, I'll be honest, that's where I kind of thought you were headed, if not this time, maybe four years from now. Uh, is that something that still might be on the radar for you at some point down the road? I am not closing you know, my campaign account. I am not turning down any... Uh, I'm not closing the door on any possibility or any future run. Anything is possible at this point. Um, My son started high school today, and I've been running for office since he was three years old. So for, you know, over (laughs) the majority of his life, all he has known is his mom walking in parades and knocking on doors, and he's been right there alongside me. And, um... You know, in four years when he's in college or off to the military or in a trade school or whatever he decides to do, then that will give me a little more freedom to do the things that I want to do. But at some point, especially as a female politician, you kind of have to stand back and say, and especially when you're not married, I don't have someone at home to take out the trash and let out the dog and and, do all those things. Um, So, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, what's most important here and Right now, I'm putting my son and myself first. I don't want to uh, to to delve too deeply into all of this with your son. That's a, a private matter. But I remember when I was a teenager, and if my mom wanted to go run a city someplace and and wasn't kind of looking over my shoulder all the time, I would have been okay with that. I, so, but you've had this conversation <laughs> with him, and and this is this is you know what what he wants also. Well, you know, did you grow up in the age of social media where your mom is constantly? criticized or bashed or, you know, untrue things are said about them. Um, you know, I think he's very sensitive to that. He, he's a sensitive guy. I'm, I'm not a sensitive person, but I have to respect, you know, that he is now old enough to hear things and see things and feel defensive about me. And I don't want him growing up like that. I don't want him going to school saying, hey, why'd your mom vote like that? Or why'd your, why'd your mom do this? Or why'd your mom say that? 
And it was kind of getting to that point during COVID and during, uh, you know, this last year at, at, in eighth grade, it was kind of getting to that point for him. And he would come home and say, hey, so-and-so's parents want me to tell you about their cracked sidewalk or their neighbor's, you know, tree branches or how loud it is on their block. And I'm like, you're not my constituent services director. That's my job. You know, tell them to call me directly. So, yeah, we're just living in different times. And I think that I have to kind of respect what he is saying and what he's feeling. Talking with Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenzo announcing she will not be seeking re-election next year. And yet I can't imagine you going uh, too quietly uh, into uh, whatever the next uh, phase is for you politically. What role do you expect to be playing in the city elections in 2023? I expect to help all the candidates I support. No, I'm not going away. I'm going to stay very involved uh, in Ward 6, uh, in the city elections. And, and, you know, my friend Nikki Budzinski's running for Congress. I'm going to support her and help her as much as I can. My friend Doris Turner is running for Senate. I'm going to help and support her as much as I can. Um, you know, if, if, if my big boss loses, then I'm out of a job come January. So I'm going to be helpful to all the candidates that I believe in and that I feel, you know, need the help. You uh, have also uh, thrown your support behind the challenger in next year's mayor's race. How active do you uh, expect to be as a, a campaign surrogate for her? As active as she wants me to be. And I've had a lot of lot of talks with Missy Busher. Um, I believe in her. I believe in her vision. I don't like everything she's done in the past. I don't like all the all the you know votes she's taken in the past privately. Um, but I support her vision for the city, and I support what she is capable of. So Misty has my full support, and I, I look forward to really helping her down the road. Do you have somebody in mind that you would like to see replace you in Ward 6 that you would support and endorse and, and campaign for? It's so funny because, you know, I spent all day yesterday making phone calls. Um, you know, to labor and to neighbors and to people who have helped me and supported me along the way. That's what I did all day yesterday, just letting them know that this is where I was at and this is what I was doing. And that that question kept coming up. And that's not for me to decide. I'm not here to pick the, you know, heir apparent. Um, but of course, if there's someone that comes out and wants my support and I believe in that person, then I will absolutely work for them. Talk to me about your career on the Springfield City Council. What do you see as your big accomplishments during your time there? And, and what do you still see as unfinished business that you might uh, be able to, to wrap up in the next 10 months? Well, I will say that what I'm most proud of in my work as uh, Ward 6 Alderwoman is my constituent services. I don't think they're, I, I'm not going to, you know, say anyone's better at it than me, but I'm pretty darn good at it. I get things done for my constituents when it comes to, you know, a rail relocation, rail relocation going through the middle of Harvard Park and Isles Park. You know, I was there and I had my neighbor's backs. Um, I'm very proud of the Legacy Point Project. That took a lot of finessing on my part. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy that we, we got that done. I'm can't wait to see them break ground. I'm happy that we finally have a lobbyist for the city, someone down there at the Capitol looking for opportunities and seeing what we can get done. Um, I think that's huge. As far as unfinished business, and I, I laugh every time it comes out of the mayor's mouth because he says it all the time that we want to be a welcoming city. 
I want to get the Welcoming Cities uh, resolution passed. It's a it's a resolution that is harmless, and you know people have co-opted this this phrase, and I, I think we should be a welcoming city. Is that still sitting in committee somewhere? Is that to be reintroduced? And when do you expect to to bring that out? Oh no, I would reintroduce it. Um, I would definitely re- reintroduce it. It it fell off. Um, I took it off of the um, ordinances tables and held in committee back in 2019 when I I saw it wasn't going anywhere. Um, I said, let's get rid of this. And if anything, we'll have to start from scratch. But I think that's what this community deserves. And I think it's what the community wants as a whole. How long have you been contemplating the decision not to to run again? Is this something that's just uh, unfolded in the last couple of weeks? Has it been months in the making? It's been a while. I, you know, COVID was very rough. It was, it was a tough time. Um, I also lead an agency of about 1,200 people, and I'm the COVID coordinator for my agency that I work for. Um, and then passing along all the updates also to the citizens of Ward 6 and the city of Springfield. And that was a stressful. I had having someone, having a, a child at home that, you know, is on their computer while you're trying to work your two jobs. So it was, it was really hard. And, you know, it was during that time. I'm like, this is, I mean, what am I doing here? This is nuts. I'm working 18 hour days and I don't know how much longer I can sustain this, but I knew I couldn't quit in the middle of a a global pandemic and I didn't want to resign. Um, You know, and then as, as talk kind of escalated about a mayoral run and I started considering that, um, you know, I just kind of started thinking, do I want to wake up every Saturday morning to 10 emails or text messages about something that happened overnight or something that people just didn't get to tell me during the week? Um, and the answer to that is no. I, I turned 50 this year and, you know, life life is, is funny. You know, I, I've spent 20 years in politics, hardcore, behind the scenes, running for office, helping other candidates, helping myself. And... Um, I'm still going to be out there helping people, but, you know, being front and center, uh, I, I'm ready to take a break from that for sure. But but just to clarify, it, it is uh, at this point a break and, and not a, a permanent divorce from the world of politics. This is still something you might jump back into. Could you see yourself doing something other than the city level, like running for state legislature or something else at some point? I am not, I'm not uh, closing the door on anything. I am leaving all options open. Anything is possible. Um, I never planned on being a politician. This was not in the cards for me. This is not how I planned my life. Um, But this is what happened. And I went with it and I took the opportunity. And, you know, sometimes I'm really good at it and sometimes I'm not really good at it. So it's a a learning curve and it's it's a process. And I'm proud of the work I've done. And I've learned so much, you know, not just from my constituents, but from my colleagues on the city council, from my family. Um, You know, there's there's just so much that goes into. And what I learned the most in the last few years is how little people know about government and how it works. They don't know what belongs to county government. They don't know what belongs to city government. They don't know what belongs to state or federal government. So you're constantly educating people about how things work and what goes where. Yeah, tell me about and, it. Yes, you know, as you know, I hear, I, I hear you every day. You're like, that's not how it works. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, and I have, I have experience in all, all those levels of government. So I think I'm in a unique situation and then in a unique place in my life where um, I'm going out on a high note. And 
you know, I think it's okay to take a break. And I think it's okay to pause and, you know, see where you are in a few years and, and see what's open then. It's worth noting that even as you've been contemplating this pause, you haven't really let off the gas at all in terms of your outspokenness, your your passion for the issues that, that you care about. So while I've got you, I have to ask about this uh, situation with the craft grow operations and the proposal to maybe put one in your ward. Uh, you've been uh, pretty uh, vocal uh, about that. What exactly is the concern with it, though? I mean, again, it's not like it's a retail outlet. People are going to be going in buying pot there. Is it really going to be that much of a, a hardship for a neighborhood to have something like that within a couple hundred feet of a, of a home or a school? Well, that's up to the neighbors. I mean, people like to think that because I'm up there on city council that these are all my decisions and that the, these are all these are all things that only I decide. And that's just not how it works. I mean, a good alder person listens to their constituents and takes it from there and all the, you know, I represent the majority of older neighborhoods and older neighborhoods do not want this. They want infill of housing. They want businesses that they can drive up to and participate in. But they're they living, but I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but they're, they're living next to properties that's zoned industrial already. They could put any number of things there. The neighbors couldn't say anything about it. It's already zoned for it. Why is this any different? Well, I think it's different to them. And, you know, I, I think that it just wasn't what they have in mind for their neighborhood. And who am I to dispute that? It's not my neighborhood. It's not the neighborhood I live in. Um, but it's, it is a neighborhood they live in. And, you know, this wasn't just me coming out about it. There were six people that voted against this. And there was also the school board or the school district. District 186 came out against it as well. So, you know, I've really been villainized in this process, and I'm okay with that. I have no problem being the bad guy. That's fine. Um, but this wasn't, you know, big, bad Kristen DeCenso putting the kibosh on Craft Grow. This was a whole lot of people that came together and said, we don't want this in this area. I, I have no problem with Craft Grow. I support, I've been a very vocal supporter of cannabis um, in all forms. Uh, so I don't, that's not, that's, it's not just my decision to make. Alderwoman, that's, how, that's how everyone should operate on city council. Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo, uh, it has been a, a, a pleasure and a fascinating experience watching you over these years on the Springfield City Council. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what transpires over the next 10 months until your uh, term comes to an end next spring. In the meantime, thanks so much for joining us here this afternoon.